Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 550. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about why you should beware of a direct deposit scam that's been going around and fooling a lot of people. Now, I actually had direct interaction with a scam like this that I'm going to share with you, and it was through a nonprofit organization that I was on the board of directors for. So I know that this is happening, and I wanted to make you aware of it because, unfortunately, they're getting away with moving people's direct deposits into a fraudulent account. So time to be really aware, watch for these signs, and make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on to your direct deposits with your paycheck. So this article comes to us from CNBC and it was written by Kate Fazzini. There's three bullet points. It says, fraudsters are targeting the HR functions of businesses of all types and convincing employees to swap out your direct deposit banking information to an offshore account. The second point is, One nonprofit in Kansas City describes several attempts per month involving scammers trying to convince payroll personnel to change information about where to send employee pay. And the third bullet point says the IRS has warned of an uptick in a wide range of fraud attempts involving payroll information. And the article says around two or three times per month, KVC Health Systems a mid-sized nonprofit agency for child welfare based in Kansas City, receives phishing, that is the P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing emails from criminals with the goal of rerouting an employee's paycheck by direct deposit. The emails look legitimate at first, as though they came from the CEO, CFO, or payroll director. The scammer is trying to convince human resources personnel to change the bank account and routing information the employee uses to have paychecks direct deposited. Once routed to the criminal's account, the company is on the hook for replacing the stolen funds and the employee faces the inconvenience of a late paycheck. It's a new version of wire fraud scams that have devastated businesses in recent years and a more focused version of a series of payroll fraud crimes that the IRS warned late last year were on the rise. The fraud is growing, experts said, because it easily bypasses many existing technical controls and the small sums stolen are inoffensive enough that they can be folded into the cost of doing business. The fake emails defy many existing controls for malicious communications, said Eric Nyberg, Director of Information Technology at KVC. They are usually well-written, cordial, and lack the misspellings, grammar mistakes, and exclamation points that would trigger many popular email filters that search for spam or phishing attempts. They might just say, I need to update my direct deposit information, said Nyberg, or they start with, 
hey, do you have a second? And if that target person responds, then they go from there. KVC has had a few near misses, Nyberg said, but has not transferred any paychecks to scammers. And then it gives some examples of blacked out names, but real emails that have happened recently. The subject was, good morning. And then the message said, do you have a minute? I need you to help me to take care of something important. I need to update my direct deposit for payroll. Can you get it done on your end? Regards, and then signed their name. The article goes on to say, a new scam with a convincing pitch. The scam has only emerged in the past month, according to Adrian Gendre, chief solutions architect at email security company Vade Secure. Many companies have put processes in place to validate big wire transfers, so now criminals want to stay under the radar. It's a new approach, and every day we have more customers reporting it, he said. Gendre said a dozen Vade companies have reported attempts to change direct deposit information. The scam does not only bypass some email controls, it also bypasses warnings company may have already issued to their employees about wire fraud because scammers aren't asking for the money or an invoice transfer. They're simply asking to change a bank account number. The fraudsters typically impersonate the company's higher value employees, like the CFO or CEO, Nyberg said. The emails are usually brief, polite, and lightly urgent, and often ask HR personnel to change the direct deposit information quickly, quote, before the next paycheck, end quote. Others try to discourage the target from calling by writing, I'm going into a meeting now. And then they give another example of an email with a subject line that says, urgent request, and then says, are you available? There is something I need you to do. I'm going into a meeting now with limited phone calls, so just reply to my email. Regards, and then the name. So I want to pause there and tell you my story because I was treasurer for a board of directors for a nonprofit, and right after I was named treasurer, I received an email like this where they were requesting that we change an account for some funds. And it came from an officer within the nonprofit. So it seemed like it was a real request because it was a real person that I knew that it came from. And it was asking me to wire money to a particular place, which I thought was really odd and an unusual request. But it also seemed really believably real because it was a real person that I knew that it was coming from. So I picked up the phone and I called that person, thank goodness, and they said, no, that was not them sending that email to me. And that somehow, as a new treasurer, someone had gotten my information and knew that I would be new in the role and therefore vulnerable to perhaps believing that this was a real instruction from someone within the nonprofit. Fortunately, it didn't make sense to me, and I picked up the phone and talked to him and found out it was a complete fake and a phishing scam. But I just think about how real they made that feel. And this is what's going on with people just redirecting account numbers and trying to get employees to follow orders. I mean, if it went to a a clerk, a low-level clerk who might really believe that it was coming from the CEO or the CFO, 
you have a recipe for disaster, right? The article goes on to say, the spoofing doesn't require the criminal to hack into anyone's email account, as it often does with bigger ticket wire fraud. The scammers generate the fake emails with free services like Gmail. The scammer simply opens a new Gmail account and fills in the employee's name, which allows them to get around tools meant to detect hacking attempts on employee email, Nyberg explained. Employees may not notice, either because they are working quickly and they don't notice the full email address, or they are working on a mobile device where only the person's name is displayed in the from field, he said. Why would scammers target a nonprofit? Nyberg said he expects that the organization may be attractive in part because of its genial culture. The nature of our work is helpful. People who are very literally here to help other people. They might also believe that our training isn't as rigorous as a Fortune 500 company, he said. Then they have another example of a real memo. The subject line says, R.E. Barbara and it's sent to Barbara, and it says, I need to update my paycheck direct deposit information. Please, can we handle it now? Thanks. The article goes on to say, despite the relatively low dollar figure associated with this scam, thousands of dollars compared with hundreds of thousands in a typical wire scam, Jandre said it's so cheap to execute that he expects it to become more attractive for criminals. They have found a way to automate it, which means you can scale it. You may not make $100,000 in one hit, but you may be able to make 20 hits staying in one company and be able to make your return on investment. Here's how to combat it. To fight the threat, Nyberg said the organization has focused on training people on a simple truth. The CEO is never going to email you out of the blue and ask you for any deposit changes. And if you have any sliver of a doubt, call the person who is making the request. Jandre said his company has used natural language processing, which analyzes the language used in incoming emails to test for urgency, then flagging those emails as potentially suspicious, especially if they come from a new email address. Nyberg also said they've asked executives to avoid using their personal emails when sending messages to staff, and the company has also tweaked its email filters to pick up on common hallmarks of this request. Companies that see versions of the scam can also report them to the FBI's IC3 tip line. And it gives a link there that you can contact them. End of article. So I will post a link to this article in the show notes and on my website. And I just wanted you to be aware of this because these new scams, we have to get the word out and tell people about. You know, this reminds me of the scam where people get a hold of someone's cell phone and then text messages the spouse or a relative with the cell phone asking for a password. Those kinds of scams have also been very successful. So don't ever answer a text for a password without calling the person that it came from to verify it is actually from them and be aware of these short emails about changing direct deposit information.
The other thing to be aware of is when you see a very small charge on your credit card. If you see a dollar charge, don't just ignore it and think, oh, it's some random error. No, that's someone testing you to see if you're going to report the fraud on your credit card. Because if you don't, they then will make a bigger charge and continue to make charges until you report it. So if you see a dollar or some small amount charged on your credit card, that could likely be a test by someone committing fraud. Something we always want to do is be very aware of every single charge and review every single charge on your credit card at the end of every month when you get your bill. Make sure there's nothing on there that you don't know what it is. And now with these fraud scams, we want to also be super aware of any directions coming, especially if you are involved with a nonprofit. This is a particular target that they're using. So be aware if you are involved with a nonprofit, but also just share this podcast with your friends and family so they're aware of this scam. We need to make people aware so that this cannot continue to succeed. The fact that it's getting through and as successful as it is means we have to increase the awareness to people so that this cannot continue. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available three times a week. I want to thank everybody. We hit a new milestone today of two and a half million all-time downloads on the podcast. So thank you very much to everybody who's a listener of Be Wealthy and Smart. We are going to be celebrating our five-year anniversary soon. So I'll be doing a special anniversary show coming up as well. If you haven't yet completed our short survey, we've got a quick 10 questions to answer. It'll take you less than three minutes to get through the whole thing. It tells me about you, what you'd like to see on the show, and helps me understand the audience so I can tailor make episodes just for you. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.